I'm Helen Farmer and this is the Farmer's Kitchen podcast brought to you by Spinney's. We are getting you in the mood for the weekend with lots of foodie chat. We were meeting the chef here at JA The Resort. We were also in conversation with the maker, Rewa Khan, starting her own business based out of her own health problems and now solving that for many other people. If you are vegan, if you are having some issues with digestion but don't want to give up on the sweet treats, this one is for you. We were also meeting the team who have teamed up with Lewis Hamilton for a brand new vegan burger concept here, now open in the UAE. Taking a look at saffron and so much more. So lie back, prepare for your tummy to rumble. It's all about food on Farmer's Kitchen. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We love introducing you to the tastemakers here in Dubai and we've got a couple on the sofa right here at the JA Resort. They are part of the team at Neat. Neat Burger has just opened a Dubai Mall yesterday, um, brought to you by Lewis Hamilton, Leonardo DiCaprio, and it's a plant-based burger chain. The co-founders, Zach and Stasi, are with us here to tell us a little bit more, hopefully a lot more, and make us hungry. Before we get to the burgers, I want to know who do you want to have dinner with? Uh, my choice is David Attenborough, 100%. I thought about it as you were speaking. I am gutted. I didn't think He's a that. good choice, right? Okay, come on, sir. That's tough one. I, didn't, I haven't really thought. Um, I'm on the spot now. <laughs> I'll give you a few minutes to think about it. We'll, yeah. come, we'll come back before half past. Let's talk Neat Burger. I want to know, tell me about the name. Neat. It's really simple. It means clean, tidy, neat, and it also means not meat. Neat. Not meat. Yeah, yeah and it, it rings, right? Yeah. Now, let's talk space, though. You've, as I said, opened Dubai Mall. Tell us about choosing that location. Why did you feel like it was a good fit, a neat fit? I mean, some of the best brands in the world are in Dubai Mall. Right. And it's great for us to showcase neat there. Mm-hmm. And yes, we're very proud of it. It's a fantastic location. Where exactly is it in the mall? It's in the level two food court. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so near the ice rink? Uh, yeah, we've, uh, our seating, the back of our seating is on the ice rink. Oh, that's You yeah. can't people. miss it, by the way, loud and proud. Now Look for the pink store. Your branding is a thing of beauty, for one thing. For anyone who hasn't seen it, can you kind of walk us through the space a little bit? Can you explain what, what we can expect? Yeah, the, the vibes, Beverly Hills Hotel, Palm yeah. Springs. It's a bit stripey. Yeah, there's some stripes in there. There's some light uh, kind of muted pinks and it's great stands out you feel it feels fresh now this we're in the instagram generation we're in the tiktok generation (laughs) i'm just not part of that generation how important is that when to think about that space as having those photo moments i think because we'll talk about food in a minute but i think for a lot of people especially in dubai we've got short attention spans people are always thinking about their feed and their food how much are you bringing that to the table so to speak Uh, i think it's super important it's in our dna we have always relied on our customers being our content creators Mm -hmm. so we at every stage of the transaction we've got something to shout about whether it's the packaging whether it's the photo opportunities Dubai we've got a giant milkshake with a sign that says my milkshakes keep all the cows out the yard (laughs) and people like it people are taking pictures so it's working I'm impressed with the team's ability to keep coming up with uh, plant-based puns Listen, challenge extended, guys. If you've got any plant-based puns, send them in to 4001. We'd love to hear from you. It's in London. It's in New York. It's now in Dubai Mall. Um, I want to be talking about the food next. But if you do have any questions for the team at Neat Burger, by all means, get in touch. Um, I also want to hear a little bit about the size, to be truthful. When you think about, you know, Dubai, we've got, especially footfall at Dubai Mall. How many covers have you got there? We've got about uh, approximately 60 covers. 
So we've got a decent amount of seating. Yes. And then, yeah, so it's a great space. We are talking Neat Burger this afternoon. It is Lewis Hamilton and Leonardo DiCaprio's plant-based burger chain. We've got the co-founders, Zach and Stassi, with us here on the beach. I'm not wearing shoes. They are. You need to, guys need to kick back. It's Friday afternoon. I didn't get the memo about the swimming trunks. You could not look more London right now, like in black, in denim. But it's a pleasure to have you with us. We are talking, of course, food next. For you vegans, you vegetarians, you flexitarians and those looking to make a bit of a change by cutting back on your meat consumption, we're helping you out with Neat Burger this afternoon. So what's on the menu? That's next. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. You don't need me to tell you that vegan and plant-free food is exploding from the shelves of Spinneys to restaurants. It used to be a bit knit your own yoghurt, a bit let's hemp seed how far we have come because Neat Burger has just opened yesterday in Dubai Mall. We've got the co-founder Zach and Stassi with us here explaining a little bit about this. It's brought to you by Lewis Hamilton and Leonardo DiCaprio, no yes, but let's put the fame aside and let's talk food. What's what's some of the big hits on the menu? Because you're in London, you're in New York. What's proved to be really popular? Uh, our chicken, our crispy Ch- chicken burger, chicken. which is great. Uh, and of course the classic cheeseburger, which I think is like a safe one for people to try as a first timer. I'm finding this very confusing. You're saying chicken burger, you're saying cheeseburger. What is in that those those patties? So and they're pea protein based. The cheese is completely vegan as well, as is the mayonnaise. And our brioche buns are dairy free too. So it's one hundred percent uh you got milkshakes as well? We have what's in the milk what's in the milkshakes? Uh, soya, so it's burst on soy milk and they're vanilla flavoured. So it tastes like the real thing. You won't know the difference. Have you done any taste tests in the past? Like, have you tried to fool people? Just for a bit of social media banter. 100%. That's the best part, by the way. Gotcha. Really? <laughs> it is, yeah. When Lewis Hamilton came in for tastings and things, what was his take? His take was good. Uh, he wouldn't have been here. He wouldn't have signed good, that so contract if he wasn't. Um, I want to talk about sustainability. We know that um, move away from meat, well, there's a lot of debate around it on, on, on both sides, but the consensus seems to be for the good of the planet. I heard Greta Thunberg talking about this just a few days ago. We need to be cutting down on our meat consumption. How important is that sustainability piece to Neat Burger, even aside from what you're eating, but the whole business philosophy? It's huge to us. We've, we've always had sustainability at the heart. You know, we, we call ourselves sustainably, sustainably delicious. So from our packaging through to all our suppliers in, in the restaurant, we try and look for alternative sustainable choices that are, have our same and similar ethos. Mm-hmm. What about, um, I, I don't know, like what does that look like in terms of packaging processes that we as customers might not know anything about? Uh, look, there's always going to be trade-offs, right? Delivery, for example, can't operate without having a hundred mopeds running around the mm-hmm. city. I, I'm not into being preachy. I think what we have is a long-term plan. We stick to it and we improve as innovation comes about. And it's a choice as well. It's a choice that you can sit down and go, do we this or do we do that? And this is the impact down the road on both sides. And I think having the awareness to even have conversations and make those choices is actually something that an awful lot yeah. of people aren't even doing because it's not always the easy thing to do exactly and the only place we don't compromise is taste and flavor if we're going to come this weekend i want you to make me really hungry you've mentioned the chicken burger talk cheeseburger for you both of you ultimate favorite it has to be the crispy chicken sandwich with extra cheese and pickles love a pickle for me it's a smoke smash Onion rings, jalapenos, barbecue sauce, double oh. patty, double cheese. Oh, that's the one. Oh, you that's, got, um. the, that's the one. Do you know what it was? Barbecue sauce. We were talking about condiments earlier. There's something about a barbecue sauce that actually makes my mouth water. That sounds 
epic. It is delicious. Um, for anyone that wants to find out more, where are you exactly in Dubai Mall? For anyone that's just tuned in. We are on level two in the food court near the ice rink. And you can see us loud and proud, bright and pink. Love it. And if you want to check them out on Instagram, you can find Neatburger UAE. Have a nosy. All right. You might have converted me with the barbecue sauce, with the smash, with the onion rings and the vanilla milkshake as well. Guys, thank you so, so much for coming here to Jay Resort. Really appreciate your time. I know it's incredibly busy. You only opened yesterday. Are you going back to the, back We're now? Going back into the trenches. <laughs> oh, good for you. Well, for for very good reason. Massively appreciate your time and all the work that's been going on behind the scenes, adding to uh, the foodie family here in Dubai. Neat Burger UA. If you do want a little nosy at that, by all means, drop me a little line. I'd be very happy to send you over that link. From JA the Resort, this is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinnies. Eat well, live well. Joining us live on the line to give us some ideas for the weekend, tell her where she's been recently. It's food writer Courtney Brown. Courtney, how are you? I am doing quite well. Recently returned from Bahrain. I know. And interestingly, you met a chef, uh, Chef Yannick, who we had on the show last week, who is kind of being described as a bit of a, a, a disruptor when it comes to food and art. And I think it was only through watching his videos that I really understood what he's all about. But I watched your stories and was absolutely blown away. This man was on the, standing on the tables creating your food. Tell us a little bit about that experience. So there's a space, if you've not been to the Ritz-Carlton Bahrain, it is a stunning property. And they, what they've done is they've carved out this quite small space um, by um, a bubbles maker, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And it's a really unique experience. So in this case, we have a table for about 20. And as you said, each piece really has looked at, food is art. And I sometimes forget that even as a food writer. But as we got to the end... Uh, there's Chef Jan on the table making, um, I guess, a backdrop or using it as a portfolio. And uh, the dessert course was something I will never forget. It sounds incredible. Thank you for bringing back those stories and sharing them on social as well. Before we start talking about what's happening this weekend, Courtney Brandt, condiment of choice. Are you mad for mustard? What's, your, what, 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 what's always in your home? You had it right, and it's special for me because <laughs> the honey mustard, the honey mustard at Chick Fil A, I can only get when I'm at home. I don't know what they do to it, but it is my absolute favorite thing in the world. <laughs> All right. Well, you can't win. You, I'm, I'm so sorry, you're a friend of the show, but anyone else listening can get in touch and join us here on Sunday. So let's talk this weekend because there's an awful lot going on in the food world. We've got chefs from right here in the UAE doing lots. We've also got people coming into the country for collaborations, which is what's happening um, over at Atlantis, I believe, this weekend. That's correct. It's not this weekend, so there's oh, still time, time. on this. Oceano has been doing quite a bit in the space of collaboration. And so later this month, there's still time. There's still tickets, I think, November 18th and 19th. This is a combo or a collab with Odette, which is a very famous restaurant uh, from Singapore. And I've had Chef Julien's food before, so I think it's going to be a real treat for a lot of people. Um, so if, if fine dining is your thing and you already love Oceano, why not take it to the next level and try something a little bit different? The old, the old two-hander, four-hander. I'm not really sure what they four-hander. Call it. A four-hander. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, but I think that is one for that kind of once-in-a-lifetime foodie experience. It's not going out for a casual bite. This is book in advance, go hungry, and with an open mind as well. So that is Oceana, as you say, next weekend, 18th um, and 19th. I've got um, all the big questions for you, Courtney. Not only do I want to know your most favoured condiment. But what is the best way to eat a potato? This is a hot debate right now online. This this is so, like, everything catches my eye, but this one was, it's a Food 52 competition. And when I just saw the title, I started thinking, 
but what is the best way to eat a potato? And honestly, it depends on my mood entirely. Um, it is truly one of the world's more unique products. But if you are up for a competition and you have a good recipe, you can submit to what is the best way. For me at the moment, I am really craving, I think, like a good baked potato, jacket potato. That's what I feel like right now. How about winter, you? Winter warmer. That's why. That's like proper autumn food. Now, yeah. my Irish mother um, is always very um, disappointed in me. That, in fact, I don't like mashed potato. Um, so I'm sorry, Babs. Um, what I do like, I love a good Hasselback potato and fries. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, and I'll tell you, the one, the fries that I always think of, you know what I'm going to say the high joint mm. string fries yes. and if we're talking condiments i think we can in include kind of spices and herbs on there because what i don't know what they put on them but they are insane so skinny fries for me up next we are going to be talking about some predictions for the abu dhabi michelin guide and where should we go this weekend courtney brandt has been out and about and has some recommendations for you this is farmer's kitchen on dubai i 103.8 with spinnies eat well live well we are sorting out your weekend this afternoon. Food writer Courtney Brandt joining us live on the line. Tell us where she's been recently. Where is worth our time and hard-earned dirhams? And happy to take your questions too. We've had a message here from Jessica saying, Hi both, looking for a family-friendly brunch with pool or beach access, please. I'm going to have a little think, Jessica, and I'll get back to you in just a couple of minutes on that. Courtney Brandt, who would you have to your dream dinner party, apart from, you know, me? <laughs> Yes, of course. So uh, Helen and Tom, you say Tom Hanks, I'll say Tom Hardy. So just, oh, you know, the three of Oh, now I'm reconsidering Idris. Okay, that's a great <laughs> shout. Okay, Courtney, I'll, I'll, I'll be hanging around outside the door waiting to meet them all. Um, let's talk about this weekend because, as we said, there's an awful lot going on and an awful lot of restaurants competing for our attention and money, to be truthful. Um, where have you been recently? And could you quickly give us a little rundown if there's only one place you'd truly recommend for this weekend? What would it be? Sure. So I'm late to this, but June's, um, which oh, is on, yes. near, yeah, it's across from kind of the Dubai Mall, you know, all, all of that. Sheikh, Sheikh Mohammed, bin, it's whatever, it's on the boulevard there. And it is, I went in with, with literally no expectations. I knew of Chef Kelvin's food. And what I sat down to was just truly unique fusion, storytelling, great flavors. Um, he's got a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a la carte, I think, for the most part. Um, I know there's a family-friendly section. There's an outdoor section. And what he and his kitchen are doing is just incredible. So that, that's, that gets my shout for sure. You are not alone in that. I had a friend visit last week and she went out and came back absolutely raving about it. She is gluten and dairy free and I think was a bit worried but she was like, they were amazing. So she had a really lovely kind of um, adamame hummus and the grills look amazing. And Chef Calvin, well worth a follow on Instagram because his food looks as good as it tastes. Um, can I ask about your predictions? Abu Dhabi Michelin Guide announcement due next week. What's in the crystal ball, Courtney Brandt? Okay, so I am curious. I will be unable to attend, but I will be tuning in. So this is on Thursday. So in my mind, um, I was able to go to Talea uh, by Antonio Guida earlier in the year, and it was exceptional. This is an Italian restaurant at Emirates Palace. They have exceptional service. It's Italian, but it's just beautifully created. Just very, very well done. I'd like to see uh, Butcher and Still, which is one of my favorite mm -hmm. uh, steakhouses in the region. And then perhaps I think we might see Hakkasan Abu Dhabi. So I also went there over the summer and it's just got that cool vibes. They're so consistent. Um, and the, I really do like the Abu Dhabi Hakkasan uh, just as a location. I think it's brilliant. 
I'm going to come back to Jessica's message, Courtney. She asked asking for a family-friendly brunch with pool and beach access. Um, the answer was right under my nose because JA has a fantastic brunch here on a Saturday and it's on the beach. So you obviously can use the beach, you can use the pool and it's actually very similar to a lot of the food we're going to be enjoying on Sunday. So lots of barbecues. And I haven't been to the green room but I've heard fantastic things about that that's at the Els Golf Club so I, I think they actually even do not as part of the brunch I think they do what they call like a dive in cinema night so for the kids you can go and watch a movie in the pool which sounds awesome but I've heard really good things about the brunch so I hope I hope that helps Jessica um Courtney Brandt where are you going this weekend I know actually what am I talking about I'm seeing you tomorrow night you are. We are uh, supporting. Many of you know that I volunteer at Canine Friends and we have our major fundraiser uh, tomorrow night. It's my favorite night of the year. You can watch both of our socials and see us dancing and having a good time. <laughs> and the organization. Do you, do you really think I'm going to be sharing my dancing moves on Instagram stories? I think not. Front. Your advice was pack a pair of flip flops. So I, I think it's going to be a really, a really fab night. And um, you've also got your um, mail blaster going out over the weekend if anyone wants to sign up to your latest reviews food news your take on what's happening around the city and beyond what's the best way of signing up for that so you can look at my instagram which is underscore courtney brand underscore and in the links at the top you will see the weekly a to z and that goes out every saturday morning just a fun read and where i've been and what i've been doing looking forward to uh, reading that in the morning Courtney Brown thank you so much I'll see you tomorrow get your dancing shoes on and your flip flops in your bag up next we're meeting a young entrepreneur who is taking a healthy look at some ice cream treat you're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8 with Spinney's eat well live well we love meeting the chefs, the tastemakers and the creators on Farmer's Kitchen with me, Helen Farmer. And joining us now on the sand is Ruan Khan, a young entrepreneur who's turned her own health problem to something of a stepping stone for starting a business. Majama sells healthy ice cream and treats. Yes, this is actually such a thing. Ruan, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Thank you so much, Helen. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm excited that you've even got some ice cream in front of <laughs> yes, us. Yes, of course. <laughs> I never leave the house without some ice cream. <laughs> a chilled backpack. <laughs> Tell us a little bit if you don't mind about your own health issues because that really is the origin for this whole business yes. and the idea yes absolutely so it all started when I was um, it was actually before I was going to university in London and I had a ton of digestive problems which I'm not going to get into here it's not Thank very you. pretty um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, when I got to London this was obviously like very difficult to deal with mm -hmm. because um, it's a time of your life right like you're supposed to be having fun you're supposed to be out you're not supposed to be looking six months pregnant every single day so um, I saw a bunch of doctors and all they did was prescribe me with like over-the-counter medications like Panadols, anti-acids, you know, just stuff to suit the symptoms. I was just about to say, dealing with what you're experiencing rather than treating the exactly, cause. Exactly, yes. And I was like all by myself. I was like 18 at the time, um, alone in London. So. Um, I remember I was like, okay, I'm going to give it my last shot. And I Googled the best gastroenterologist in London. And I was like, okay, this guy's definitely going to fix me. This is it. Because I couldn't continue living that way. Mm. So when I went to see him, he did the same thing. He also prescribed me with over-the-counter medications. And I was like absolutely devastated because I really thought, you know, that is going to be the solution. Um, but then I remember like crying on my way home from the tube station. Oh. <laughs> Just like, no, this was supposed to be the best doctor. And this is also what He's telling me but anyway um i decided to i mean something just clicked after that and i got home and i looked into 
my diet. Now, I know that sounds really obvious because what you eat has exactly something to do with your digestion, has everything to do with your digestion, but it just didn't click. And no doctor ever asked me, like, what are you actually That's eating? Crazy. Yeah, no one ever asked me that. Um, and I'm sure there's tons of doctors who do, but it, I never came didn't. across that. So um, it seems really obvious. And then I, you know, I just continued doing some research and I found lots of information on gluten, dairy, and other things that can be intoler intolerances for people and allergens for people and I started cutting them out of my diet and then I just started feeling so much better like was it quick it was quick actually yeah because I would have like this instant bloating right after eating and you know indigestion and stuff so that stuff subsided like immediately so that was like life-changing you obviously. must have been thinking if I'm, I'm if I'm like this how many other people yeah. are living in a way yes. that perhaps they think is normal or yeah. it's not fixable yes in exactly some ways. yeah um so yeah so i kind of um cut it out and i never actually had a sweet tooth before this experience but then as i cut those things out of my diet my sweet tooth just like emerged out of nowhere <laughs> and you're like oh no yes. what am i gonna do what, with this timing exactly and everything there's dairy gluten and egg and stuff in in all desserts so um i was in london at the time and there's so many amazing options especially back then um, so I, you know, I indulged as much as I could with whatever was available, all the clean desserts, but it just wasn't satisfying enough. And I'm a major foodie. Like I love to eat. It's probably what got me into that position in the first place of mm -hmm. having all those digestive problems, but I love food. I'm so passionate about it. Like everything I eat has to be satisfying. So, um, I started making my own stuff and started making my own desserts. Um, just quick things that I could, you know, whip up whilst I was in, I was in university and then I'd come home for the winter, summer holidays and my friends and family would try it and they were like okay this is amazing like you have, you have to sell it good. this yeah. is the key word is actually <laughs> yeah. Yeah. despite it being free of all yes. sorts of things that we thought we liked and loved this yeah. actually tastes really good yeah and the and the um the, the common so if it doesn't have xyz then what's actually in it mm -hmm. i get that a lot but yeah, yeah. i, I I want I want to know because you now created this brand yeah uh, Madama can I ask what the name means yes so actually when I first started it um, I started as a bakery and I, I mean I only had like treats on it and it was called honey melts at the time so um, we rebranded to Majama and um, it, the name actually comes so my mom's Gujarati so the name is a Gujarati word it, it says as Majama which means like I'm doing good I'm feeling good oh, like I'm good lovely. yes so, so it's, it's one thing to go from you know whipping up treats as somewhat out of desperation mm -hmm. for satisfying that sweet tooth and not compromising your health to then launching a business yeah. that you yeah. know you're now on shelves you're available across the UAE um what's that process been like for you it was really difficult I mean everything I did I did for the first time um I didn't have any prior experience because after I came home from university like a year later I already started doing it mm -hmm. so there's been tons of you know experiences <laughs> kinds of therapy <laughs> good and bad um but you know what they say like if it's bad it's experience if it's mm -hmm. good it's great so mm -hmm. um tons of learnings it was very difficult a lot of the times but um i think it's taught me a lot about like how to persevere and push and just believe in yourself and your product mm -hmm. that's the most important thing and it sounds like you're solving first of all 
rather conveniently and somewhat selfishly, a problem for yourself, but also solving a problem for an awful lot of people who might yeah. be having similar struggles. So does it taste good? Can I try? Yes, please <gasps> try okay, it. Right. So what have you got? So let, tell so, us, what, will I open these? Tell us a little bit about the range and how it's grown. Yes, sure. So um, right now we have four ice creams, um, four ice cream flavors that are packed in 480 ml tubs. And that's mango and passion fruit, chocolate and peanut butter brownie. That's, this is what I've got in front which, of me. Yes. I'm going in. Yeah. Now, <laughs> while, while, I'm, yeah. while I'm doing some nibbling, can you yes. tell us then about some of the swaps you've made from what I guess we might know as being in traditional ice creams and yes, sorbets and treats? So I think traditional ice creams have like, um, they have egg, they have dairy, they have lots of other animal products, like sometimes like gelatin. They have tons of sugar, mm-hmm. um, like white mm. sugar, like processed sugar, additives emulsifiers stabilizers e-numbers all that kind of stuff have you become a serious expert (laughs) in all of this i think so yes i would like to think so okay first reaction yes it's really creamy i don't know why i wasn't expecting that because i've had dairy free ice and it's been a bit kind of granular Mm -hmm. in the past Mm -hmm. like it hasn't tasted like that would have fooled me i guess and that's is that is that a compliment yes (laughs) <laughs> yes, it is intended to be creamy. I've tried to make it as close to, you know, regular gelato as possible. Um, mm. Yeah. Okay, we're going fruity. So, yeah. so you've got the 480, as you said, and yes, you've got this some smaller is, tubs as yes, well. Yes, so we actually have small tubs coming out in 120 ml. And um, those are, um, those. we have three new flavors in those sizes. Can you tell us what they are? Yes, of course, I will. This is the first time I'll be letting Yay! everybody know. <laughs> I love it. Farmer's Kitchen exclusive. What we got? So we have um, a coconut and chocolate, chocolate chip. Then we have a coffee and dark chocolate. And then we have a salted caramel chocolate fudge and peanut oh which is supposed to be like three times over yeah i had a message here saying where can we buy it it's currently on shelves and spinnies i think your instagram probably is the best way of connecting with you right absolutely there is a link in in our bio that will tell you like where you can find it um the fastest way if you really want some right now you can find it on delivery we're in like four different delivery locations so it'll definitely reach you wherever you are in dubai perfect for any friday night film night you want to have without the guilt thank you so much it's really lovely to hear the story about you and where are you hoping this is going to go what's the what's the plan what's the dream so we have big big goals i mean expanding across the uae into the um, gcc region as well and then taking it to key health food markets across the world like you know europe india watch out la yes watch out la (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for your time absolute pleasure to have you with us and for feeding us as well from ja the resort this is farmer's kitchen with spinnies eat well live well we are, of course, talking food this afternoon and joining us from Spinney's itself. Tiffany Eslick is the content director and you've been very busy indeed. Tiffany, there's a brand new Nourish magazine on the shelves. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, yes, I feel like I've already lived Christmas. Oh, Christmas don't. Honestly, when I, when I worked in magazines, that was exactly it. I was all Christmased out by kind of exactly this time, beginning of November. Yeah. It's, it's all for the greater good. It's all about inspiring yeah. other people to buy some gorgeous products and make some beautiful meals and decorate homes and all sorts so i don't think it's too early halloween has passed yeah true (laughs) all all is uh, all is bright in the stores i've already seen some lovely christmas products up there so let's talk about what's in the new issue it is packed with christmas cheer um tell us about some of the new products that you're particularly excited about that are highlighted there 
Yeah, so um, we've highlighted our gingerbread house from Spinney's Food, um, as well as our biscuit tins um, and some flavor. Sorry, let me try. Let me start again. We have not highlighted the biscuit tin. That's a lie. Um, okay, sorry. Go. Can I start again? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so um, in our word of mouth section, we've highlighted our Spinney's Food Gingerbread House. Uh, we had a lot of fun working on that project, and um, a lot of people building it in the office to test, you know, samples. Oh, tough job. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then we did a beautiful photo shoot with it. So yeah, that's out. Um, a lot of mint flavored treats. We've got a seven of a kind page because we've got things like mint Maltese reindeers and what? mint candy canes. No, yeah, slow down, milk. Mint Maltese reindeers. Yes, you need to get on those. Is this, <laughs> is this a new? Is this a new thing? It is. Oh. It's for Christmas only. So grab it while you can. Oh. Um, and then yeah, it's sort of scattered throughout the magazine. There's lots of cool products, even some like you know nut selections for snacking or chocolates. You know, on all the different pages, you'll find cool products. Um, we've also got really nice uh, drink recipes. One is a spiced apple cider, which I think you tried at our um, <gasps> media lunch that it we was hosted. Absolutely delicious. Lindsay from the Tasting yeah. Class pulled together a couple of like festive mocktails. One was like a really refreshing soda and pear that was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, as you said, kind of this warming, non-alcoholic apple cider. So the recipes in there, because I, I, she wouldn't give it to me on the day. So I was hoping that you'd, <laughs> they would be able to make this at home. That's brilliant news. Yes. Um, and then we've got like a roundup of cookbooks if you're wanting to buy something for the cook in your family or for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also, like, I mean, obviously tons of recipes. We've packed it with everything. Um, and then we've got a great foodie travel section. Uh, quite a few members of my team have been traveling, including myself. So we have something on Sydney. If anyone's summering in Sydney, we've got all our tips. Um, a French cheese trip. Um, Rima, our digital content creator, went to France and ate about, you know, a ton of cheese. Um, <laughs> and then we've got something on Marbella as well. Um, uh, someone else from our team travelled. It's a really great f- uh, new place from Club Med. Great for family travel. And um, then in our health and beauty section as well, that's packed. We are going to be launching a kitten kin range by Emma Bunton, Ooh, Baby Spice. Oh, yes. yes. I think she's in so, Dubai in a, um, in a couple of weeks. So I'm, exactly. I'm going to try and steal yeah. her away for the show and have a chat. I mean, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about kitten kin, but I obviously just really want to talk about the Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah. I think all of us, right, in this age bracket, we're like, yay. <laughs> um, but the, but it, so, does, yeah, it does so sound like a great the- range, though. The range sounds fantastic. It's all about kind of being... I guess environmentally conscious, but also some really lovely different you know, kitty-friendly kiddie products there as well. Yeah, it's like really good for baby skin, like butter, oils, bubble baths, body washes. And I think what I like about that brand is I'm um, having, you know, spoken to her interview, like they give back as well to mm-hmm. communities, which is good. Um, so yeah, all around a really, really good brand. Um, and then what else? Uh, sure. I'm, oh, you mustn't miss the Christmas cake guide. Um, it's, we've got a sort of six-page feature on that. And, Christmas cake and is a controversial up. one. Mm. Christmas cake mm. is a Christmas cake is a really controversial one. I love it. And yeah. when, we, when we had Christmas cake, at, you know, like in our family home when I was growing up, I, I, I just couldn't walk past it without kind of peeling off a little marzipan bit of icing, a, a, hand, a handful of <laughs> a handful of fruit cake. Some people don't like it. So, I know, and I don't get it. I, I, sometimes I think it's the marzipan that does it for people. It's, you know, it's so a marmite. You, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I prefer it with no marzipan. Um, or if I, 
it needs to be like real homemade marzipan, like not something that you bought and just wrapped around the cake. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to make it from scratch. Um, I, it's always hot in South Africa when my mother makes it. So I just always have visions of my mother making it in her swimsuit on like a 40 degree <laughs> day. <laughs> that is my idea of a good time, making Christmas cake in yeah. my swimsuit. So, so with so, Christmas cake, and I know we'll talk about this close to the time, but how are you catering for people that perhaps don't like the fruit cake or the marzipan? So we've got like a traditional recipe that you can try um, and with there's sort of non-iced, you know, you should be able to eat that if you don't like marzipan and then different variations. So we've got a black forest Christmas cake, um, which is completely over the top, but looks gorgeous and it tastes delicious. Um, and then we've got a sort of Middle Eastern inspired one as well with pomegranate and a beautiful glaze. Um, so there's got to be one out of those that somebody will like. Oh, that sounds gorgeous oh my god i mm. i really want to eat cake now okay not 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 helping my, my my get healthy before christmas intentions i'm trying to have a little deficit so i can eat all the cake when i go home at christmas so this is yeah. the brand new magazine it is on shelves now nourish um how's the podcast going well, um, I'm waiting for download figures, which I'm hoping to get tomorrow. Um, but yeah, we're getting great feedback, which is exciting. Um, and and it's, you know, it's encouraging. And it, it, we've got such a great lineup of people um, who we still need to interview. And um, at the end of the day, I think we're just having fun, good. you know, doing it, which is good. So, that's what, yeah. Honestly, that's what people want to listen to, you know, food and, yeah. food and fun, nothing, nothing better. Um, yeah. So let's talk produce, because I love kind of getting a bit of a behind the scenes story about you know, we're all, we're so lucky, you know, to, to be able to walk into a store and be able to pick up things, but to know how they've reached our shores or reached the shelves, I think is actually at a whole other dimension to, to that experience. And we're having a special look at flowers at the minute and Kenya in particular, I have to say this did not cross my mind as, I guess, a kind of a flower destination. I was thinking, you know, Netherlands, for example, <laughs> what, what, why is Kenya such a great place for you have some beautiful blooms yeah you know it's it's great for flowers and for vegetables just it's a sort of growing heavenly part um and that's because of its proximity to the equator it gets daily sunshine the temperatures are kind of mild and perfect all year round and then also it has different altitudes and that's really good for growing different you know different things so roses prefer a higher altitude um when we've been there to learn about vegetables we've learned like herbs grow at a higher altitude and then you can grow different altitudes you know so it's all of that it's that whole system that plays into it um and i yeah like you i had no idea before joining spinney's that kenya was such a great place i I just knew it for its uh wildlife parks you know so yeah and are there any um producers we should be keeping an eye out for in particular yeah, so we work with four main producers in Kenya for our flowers. Um, the main one is AAA Roses. They, they also have uh, their other company, AAA Growers, so we get a lot of veg from them. Um, and we have a partner called Robert, and he works with AAA Roses. We source a lot from them, but then we work with other suppliers through AAA Roses and Robert, um, like Redlands, Blooming Innovations, and Africala. Um, they all pretty, you know, like they export, but they family-run businesses. So you're dealing directly with those producers, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recently met them um, when I was in Kenya, which was really cool. Um, the one day I went to Redlands and Blooming, uh, no, Blooming Innovations in Africala and got caught in an absolute storm <sighs> and was sort of like tramping around in all this mud and like these fields of flowers. It was really lovely, actually. <laughs> um, and, yeah. in t- and in terms of what they produce, are they kind of known for different types of flowers? Mm. So 
AAA, I mean, they've got a huge portfolio, but one of their main ones is the Highness Rose, which is um, really large-headed red rose. It's about seven centimeters, the, mm-hmm. the actual head. And the stem is about up to one meter. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was huge. You know, it was so interesting to watch them sort of sizing the roses and putting them all in their rows with their different stem lengths and head sizes. Um, Redlands has got a boutique farm. It's got a, a number of roses as well. that They're all grown in greenhouses um, on some land that's non-arable so they're making the best use they can by using the greenhouses mm-hmm. um blooming innovations does hydrangeas my absolute Ooh, favorite um me too. so yeah just fields and the greenhouses full of hydrangeas it was fabulous oh, that's and what then, i had in my I wedding think, bouquet every time i think of oh. hydrangeas I, they were my granny had hydrangeas growing in her front garden which is why i had them when we got married i had just enormous like you know the, the size of your head yeah white and blue oh, what color? white and blue they were gorgeous oh lovely oh, yeah so, so lovely so classic so beautiful yeah um and then yeah africala is um they are next door to blooming innovations and they do color lilies that's what they're most famous for but then a number of niche varieties they're always sort of trialing five varieties and growing five for market so and that's run by a lovely couple but yeah, all around, really, I mean, it's such a beautiful product to be working with, right, flowers? Mm-hmm. So everywhere we went just smelled amazing and everybody was so happy and friendly. And yeah, I think it's it's a beautiful, beautiful product oh, to work I with. I love that. I was going to say, you know, buy someone some flowers this weekend. Buy yourself some flowers. Do that. Absolutely. Um, always. Yeah. Tiff, and I know this is a very difficult question, um, but if you were to win 500 dirhams, you can't because you work for Spinney's, but if you, if you were going to win this voucher, what would you be spending that money on this weekend? Probably flowers. Yeah. I mean, if I'm just like brainwashing myself, but um, I just, you know, when you walk into like Spinney's and Sakem, for example, that's my closest Spinney's to home, I, on the weekend you kind of met with the sea of flowers, you know, and it's just, you can't not want to pick something up. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think that's what I'll do is just, yeah, if I can somehow win it, just buy 500 dollars with the flowers. Not allowed. Sorry. What, so what are you <laughs> doing this weekend? Any foodie plans? Um, what am I doing? Oh, I'm going to the desert with Volrona for Ooh, a, a, an event on Sunday. I'm in Nara Escape, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and then otherwise, I yeah, no plans. Probably the beach. I'm loving the beach. Enjoy it. Well, we are going mm. to be back here at JA Resort on Sunday for a big old barbecue. Um, you guys are going to be providing some amazing grills, and there's going to be so much to look forward to. So thank you in advance for feeding us very well. And Tiff, I'll catch you with you very soon. Thank you so, so yes. much. New issue is on the shelves now. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. The palms are swaying. The peacocks are strutting. The grills are fired up because we are going to be broadcasting here at JA all the way through the afternoon. And then on Sunday, returning for a very special foodie day out with our partners at Spinney's for a family-friendly barbecue and so much entertainment as well. Now, the man behind the food is joining us now, Chef Ashish Kumar from JA Resort. Thank you, Chef. First of all, for giving us a beautiful lunch, but also all the hard work that's been going on behind the scenes. How are you today? Very good. Thank you. And you're most welcome. And uh, thank you for being a JA. Always and a pleasure. We look forward for Sunday brunch. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, it really, and you really is. I've already tasted a sample of this afternoon. I had a little, a little, a lot sample <laughs> um, of what's going to be um, served up on Sunday on the lawns here at JA, the resort. Now, let's talk about that food because there are some classic barbecue in there, but there's also a few surprises. Can you give us a little rundown of the menu? Okay, so this Sunday brunch is a kind of replica from our Saturday brunch, which we call We Are Brunching at the Anchor Bar. 
which happens every Saturday from 12 o'clock to 4 o'clock. And that's on the sand. You on get the sand. Pool and beach next access. Next to the pool, next to the beach. Very lively environment and a lot of activities for the kid along with that. And that's the reason we call it as a family brunch, not as a regular brunch. Mm -hmm. So for the Sunday menu also, we have got it's more focus on the barbecue. So apart from the big chunks of uh, lamb, the brisket, boneless lamb, yes, like from Spinney's, that's going to be and th every the one to piece watch. of meat is marinated with a different uh, ingredient, different flavors. We have got salmon, which is marinated in tikka style. You have chicken, which is marinated with saffron yogurt. Then big chunks of um, lamb brisket, along with that a salad conjo to go along with that, and, and some uh, burgers and hot dogs as well. Yes, I hope, chef. Hot dog, it's not a barbecue burger without counter, a burger. Hot dog counter, barbecue counter, and then you have a full buffet for the sides, which is more like a main dish, but we are counting as a side dish because our focus is mainly on the barbecue. So Spinneys are going to be doing some yes. beautiful meat, and it's not it's not only for the for the adults. We have a lot of food for the kids as well. So a lot of popcorn counter, bubble tea, and a lot of activities along with the along with the food. So you have got uh, castle bouncer, face painting. So even Ponies. the kids, yes, pony rides. So your kids are occupied with those activities. I, I, I hope my kids will be occupied, so <laughs> yes. I can sit back and enjoy some of that brisket. Definitely, definitely. Now the brisket was phenomenal at lunch. I had this beautiful char. How on earth do you create such a flavour? So brisket was from our brand new restaurant called Smoking Gun which is recently opened at the shooting club. Good name. Resorts. Yeah, Smoking Gun. So it matches with the you know shooting and uh, and food. So the concept is behind burgers and smoked meats mainly. Along with that we have got crazy steaks there overloaded topped with a lot of flavors, a lot of ingredients. So these biscuits we cook for 12 hours. Oh wow. So cooked, smoked, charred. That's the reason it had that nice crust on top yeah, and the stunning. meat was so delicate. So if you're not going to be with us on Sunday, you can still get a taste of this brisket at Absolutely. Smoking Gun. So this Absolutely. is newly opened at JA Shooting Club. So, I mean, I love the idea of like, what a date night that would be, by the way, to go along. Something a little bit different. Go along with your husband, your wife, and uh, shoot some guns and, and eat some brisket. Exactly. Um, you are there with uh, Chef Vikas Khanna um, at Canara. And there's a newly launched menu there. Now, Chef Vikas comes to Dubai on a very regular basis. And he's, he comes to the show a lot. And I really, really enjoy speaking to him. He's an incredible chef, but also a humanitarian and character. Um, tell us a little bit about the menu. Because you did something special for Diwali as well, I understand. Yeah, so along with the Diwali menu, we also launched the new menu at Kinara, which was definitely curated by Chef Vikas. And we did a lot of trials, research. And uh, then we launched the menu the last week. Uh, the last week of October and it's really going good and uh, we have added a lot of vegetarian elements to that you must come and try that because there are a lot of seafood elements which has been added to the menu we always take the feedback from the guest from the previous menu and then we do a lot of research and uh, uh, a lot of tasting tastings <laughs> before it comes on the menu you know people always ask that you put this uh, dish on the menu and we, we always say that's not we chose those dishes to come on the menu uh, it's not like pick and uh, just put it on the menu, but if it's a prawn dish, we make like almost 10 to 15 prawn dishes, and then out of that, one goes on the menu. Wow, so, an so awful that's lot something going on which is a uh, lot of work which goes behind, especially for the Kinara menu. So that is at JA Lakeview, and it has become very quickly a real favourite, not just with Indian Dubai um, residents, but really from across all sorts of different communities as well. People who love high end, really thoughtful, cerebral dishes it's it's kind of you need to go with a hungry tummy but also an open mind <laughs> yes is that fair yeah for kinara i mean uh it's um 
it's fancy it's a very classic it's, like, it's yeah, elegant it's but the food when it comes to the food it's very basic but presented in a very elegant manner and a lot of it is inspired by and street uh, food yes a lot of a lot of inspiration in. from uh, street food a lot of inspiration from the home food mm-hmm. home cooked food so we don't complicate the dishes but at the same time we make sure that it matches the elegance of the restaurant now for anyone that's not able to make it on sunday it is grilling season and spinis has some incredible meat we were talking there about the boneless leg of lamb um, leg of lamb they've got um the the patties the burgers were delicious i can tell you are uh, the lovely rick who is uh, here at our beach bar enjoyed his burger very much he's, <laughs> d- he's just doing a dance um for anyone who's looking to get their grill on over the weekend what are some of your top tips for getting the best barbecue at home what uh, what can what can be helpful to really go from uh, boring? Because my experience of barbecue growing up is my dad was so paranoid about giving food poisoning to us children that, that everything was just absolutely burnt to a crisp. It was not the best experience. How can we do better than Dave? See, the first step to any cooking is to choose the right ingredient. Mm-hmm. So you choose the right ingredient. If you're choosing a brisket, you make sure that there's a lot of fat, fat content because when you're cooking, you're losing the content uh, from the hours. moisture. Yes, yeah, so losing the moisture from the from the meat mm-hmm. itself. So you have to make sure that there's a lot of fat content which keeps it moist because going for a longer longer time. Then the then the marination. So you that is absolutely up to your taste. If there's a big chunk of meat which you are going to grill, then you need to have a, some kind of tenderizer to that. And temper next is temperature. It cannot be very high, it cannot be very low. So you have to be a mix of both the temperatures so first mm-hmm. you seal the meat on a high heat and then you go slow with the lower temperature for a longer time and that's the thing which keeps the meat moist and soft what about resting meat because it's something we would do if, if i'm cooking a steak at home yes. but i wouldn't necessarily think about it in the barbecue and quite often it's people you know standing at the barbecue getting a steak getting a burger straight off the grill and onto their plate does resting make a difference in resting, that situation resting makes a lot of difference because it's it's protein mm-hmm. when they're uh, getting in touch with the heat it coagulates mm-hmm. and when it comes when you give it a rest the the meat gets relaxed and then you just flash it on on the heat again and then you serve it if it's coming straight from the grill it will be really hard chef ashish thank you so much i really do appreciate your time especially on a friday when i know things are very busy in the kitchens <laughs> across all of the 25 restaurants you've got across the j properties here no, but thank, thank, you. thank you for lunch and uh, for all of your top advice as well it's a pleasure thanks to you for coming to j and it's absolutely a pleasure to to host you for the lunch thank you thank you chef is joining us um, at our beautiful beach bar restaurant this is farmer's kitchen on dubai i 103.8 with spinnies eat well live well we're meeting the maker now and speaking to us from germany is dr adlan research and development manager at vegetech now the uae is now home to one of the largest indoor vertical farms growing Saffron in the MENA region. Saffron is known as the world's most expensive spice, and it is the thing my mum always asked me to bring back <laughs> from from, uh, from Dubai for. It's grown in deep yellow indoor vertical farm. To find out more, Dr. Adlan joining us live on the line. Um, Dr. Adlan, I'm keen to find out first, why is saffron touted as the most expensive spice? How much is it worth, and what, why exactly is it so, so precious? Hi, Helen. How are you? Thank you I'm for your invitation. I'm really well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. As I said, you I are speaking to us from Germany. <laughs> thank you. I hope all your listeners are great. And you greatly asked the question, why is it so expensive? It is the 
And let me tell us our story about the saffron. In fact, our farm is not only the farm. It is the masterpiece of the Sanatko Investment Vegetech in the UAE. And last month, last year, the master Hashem told me we want to have the biggest saffron farm in the UAE. We want to uh, produce our saffron. We don't want to have any import from the other country. We want to have it. This is a project also for saffron and the mushroom project. And we start with the 100 square meters uh, with the capacity with 5,000 kilogram saffron bar. Equal with five kilograms, we can just produce saffron in 100 square meters. And the Helen, wow. you know, it is the 100 square meters we put the ball, I mean the ball, which is a big summer business, this is not know anything about the ball. It's what is equal with the seed of saffron, but it's famous in the ag farmers, is the ball. We put the 5,000 kilogram saffron ball, that is equal if you want to in the cultivate, in the produce, in the output, you need to one hectare, 10,000 meters. With, we, with the shelving saffron, with the shelving system, with the air handling unit, we produce only 100 square meters. It's very amazing. We now, everything is under control. And we decrease the water consumption to 90%. We decrease the fertilizer to 80%. We don't have the, any pests. All things that is not good for the saffron, for example, the direct sunlight, the pest, mm -hmm. uh, for example, the temperature fluctuation, the rainy weather. Helen, at the first, you told me, uh, why, you asked me why the saffron is so expensive. Because the weather, only in the four or five countries are able to produce saffron. For example, like Iran, yeah. Afghanistan, uh, Turkey, and Cyprus, and some regions in the Greece. But in the vertical farming, we are able to grow saffron everywhere. Okay. Anything is and possible. With, 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 you're, you're there is doing lots of, as we said, research and development. So there's a huge amount of science behind this. Um, can you tell us a little bit about some of the techniques you're using to make saffron growing a reality? Tell us a little bit about some of the science in a way that I can understand, Doctor. Thank you. You know, because we didn't use any soil, which technique? Because only with the technique, with the control, the temperature, humidity, CO2, and light. These are the very simple, but we were during this one year, 24 hours work at this distance. All technology related to the UAE technology. Our technology is not only the saffron produced in the UAE, but also this technology produced in UAE. With only the control temperature, because the saffron need the temperature to near the 12 to 17 centigrade, okay? Now you are in the near the 35 centigrade in the UAE. In the middle of the desert, we put the air handling unit and also with the air handling unit and the insulation that we use, also we decrease the energy consumption. Now we have the crisis of the energy. It's very high in the majority of the country and with the technique of the only the temperature, we play with the temperature and the humidity, we could uh, produce a saffron without any soil, without even in the hydroponic, even the Helen, even we didn't use any one water. Wow. Only would keep here with relative humidity, okay? This is the good news. For example, in the UAE, the very rich country, even our technique in the UAE, the people, for example, the country in the Europe, in other countries that have problems with their fuel, with their energy they can with this system also can produce this saffron easily we can we were pioneer of this science also i'm sure because we start with the biggest saffron farm because i hear i 
saw that in the newspaper mentioned we are in the first time in the Menas region now, we in the world, we were the first, the biggest saffron bar in the world. Well, thank you for the hard work that I know is going on tirelessly behind the scenes, Dr. Adlan. Really appreciate your time today explaining a little bit about what is happening there at VeggieTech. And we just heard earlier from Chef, she's talking about how they're using a saffron yogurt as a marinade on their chicken from Spinney's. So a bit of an idea for you over the weekend. A little bit goes an awfully long way when it comes to saffron. Thank goodness with that price tag. But wonderful to hear about some of the science being used right here in the MENA region. It is Farmer's Kitchen with me, Helen Farmer. An absolute pleasure to have you with us today.